we are back with more bonus content. One of the most distinctive honors of being the director of operations for the Freedom Scoop Media Group is the fact that when there is a problem and one of the other hosts need a co-host, I generally am the first one that gets called and it's always a distinct honor to sit in and work on their format instead of my own format every once in a while. And all the way back before the turn of the new year, I had a nice sit down with Robert from the Generational Gap as John had to be out and they actually decided to have the show for their regular Friday night show. So we sat down and we had a nice long conversation. I hope you guys enjoy. You can check out the links for John and Robert's channel in the description below and their Twitter. Listen to our conversation and enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to the Generational Gap. I am Robert, your resident Gen Xer, and right over there is... Wait a minute. You're not John. <laughs> but you will serve as a resident millennial, am I correct? Welcome to the show, Jay Edgar. How are you doing tonight? Lucab, yeah, that sounds like what happens when you're not getting enough gas to your engine. Uh, so, uh, as you folks may notice, I see that uh, we've got some folks in there. I see RRC is there, D and Monk. Um, hopefully, we'll see a few more faces popping up. Uh, Ed is saying you have. Oh, hey, it says you're not having any audio, but you have audio now. So I don't know. It might have been user error. It might have been. But Ed, just in case people didn't hear it, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I had a little bit of, I had some Culver's over there, a bunless burger because I'm still going low carb and now some nice unsweetened iced tea. God, I miss carbs. Uh, so carbs, eh? Uh, are you, are you trying to get uh, post-apocalyptic slimmed up, get yourself ready for, you know, running as it were? Well, it? it was more to the point I got to 250 and I couldn't sleep anymore because I laid down and I got heartburn. But uh, I've been noticing a nice trimming effect going on as well over the past few months. So, hey, I'll take one with the other. Right, right. Um, I, you know, I so I I, I hit uh, I remember he get to getting on the scale and hitting about 210. Right. And yeah. so the last time I got on the scale and that's been a while. <laughs> let me let me stress a while. Um and uh, I was like, okay, 210, I got to make sure I'm toning down, that kind of thing. And then I, I had a surgery, and I, they, they checked me, and they were like 205, and I'm like, okay, everything's working. So I haven't gotten back on the scale yet in a long time, but I'm pretty sure it's still at 210, hasn't changed one bit, even though even though my love handles seem larger. Like, I, like they, I don't know, they fit my hands better, but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean more weight. So I think I'm good. I do believe that those are meant for somebody else to uh, fit the hands. Well, I got to lift myself up to sit down on the John. I mean, come on <laughs> and get myself off of it. Right. I mean, that's, I thought that's what those were for. Um, uh, that must be one of those getting old things. That yeah, I don't yeah, understand. At, at my age, the, the use for those things changes. I'm just saying it's one of those things. 
Um, but folks may notice that you are not John tonight. Um, John, of course, uh, is not able to be with us tonight. He has some uh, personal John matters to take care of. Uh, He's but, doing John things. But that doesn't matter. You can still hit the like button. You can hit the subscribe button. You can do all those wonderful things that matter, um, no matter what platform you're on. If it's just, you know, saying hi to us in DLive, that kind of thing. Um, hopefully the chat stays doing its normal thing and we see chat from everywhere because Lord knows that's crazy sometimes. Uh, but, uh, Ed, uh, I... Uh, I've, I I had something planned with John tonight. We were going to talk about some stuff, but it was going to be, it wasn't like, you know, current event type stuff. We were going to be talking about like subversion and John Locke and stuff, you know, you know, just things, you know, we had that stuff. I would have to research at the last minute. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, you know, I didn't want to throw that at you. Um, but. Bone. Yeah. Who knew? Right. Who knew? <laughs> um, but when it's all said and done, uh, you know, it's easy to find some stuff to talk about in the present day and age with somebody so that they don't have to do a lot of research. Because, you know, it really just takes one question, right? What, what's what been, you know, what's got you pissed off today? Because right? <laughs> that's really, you can just ask anybody that simple question, can't you? It's... And I'm not shy to tell the world about it, whether they ask or not. That's why they put me in front of a microphone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, but I've kind of been taken, like, I've just been doing cursory looking at the news because it's, uh, it's just gotten to where it's just, you know, they're, they're just grasping at every little thing. So every little thing is something. I mean, did you so, see they're going to do fucking Russia again? What do you mean they're going to do Russia again? Schiff says he's got another whistleblower that says, uh, oh, there's Russian malfeasance again. Yeah, I saw something about a whistleblower there. Great. Um, here, you know what? I'm more interested in. I'm more interested in the the Wuhan scientist that they got from her secret location on an interview, and she says, "I have concrete evidence that the coronavirus was created in the Wuhan lab." Let me get that up because I actually just threw that in my articles worth investigating for uh, Monday's Contemporary Show because I, like, 15 minutes ago just found that article. I said, okay, we're going to read this well, later. It, it just it just hit it just hit today, um, so it's not like it's a brand new thing out there. It, even so much so that a bunch of people haven't jumped on and started running with it. But um, this is not the first time the claim's been made. But right. But she apparently she is claiming that she has definitive proof that it was created in that laboratory. Um, but she is currently in hiding because, of course, anybody that's a whistleblower over there with something like this. Well, you know, they you know, they call the Clinton suicide hotline and mm -hmm. and take care of things. Well, not to mention the fact and I don't know. Um, I don't know if this is just uh standard practice over here or whatnot or what if it's standard practice over there usually whistleblowers are highly protected but i'm looking over the new york post and oh hey there's her full name and hey just in case you were confused about who she was there's her fucking picture yeah but she's in a hidden it does say that she she uh joined them via webcam from a hidden location now being that she might be in China, I don't know how hidden you're sick. You can be on a webcam sending out 
on the inter on the interpipes. You know, I mean, coming from China, they they they've kind of got a lock on that shit. So I don't know that she's necessarily safe. So it may not have been the best idea to just like publicize her information. Yeah, you know, we're not real good. At, we're not real nice about that. Fuck, fuck them, right? <laughs> fuck them. They want to be a whistleblower. Let's make sure that they're seen and heard. And then to think about all the live streams that got taken down if somebody said Erica Marshmallow. Right. Um, I see Elephant Man is uh, lurking in the chat. No, John is not. Well, he is too busy because he's got. Uh, he's, he's got a good he's, reason. He's, he's got an emergency situation that he's dealing with. Nothing that, you know, nothing life threatening or anything like that. But it is a personal situation that he needs to he needs to deal with. So, you know, gosh, get off his back. Um, actually he's shaving his beard. So he took the, you know, he needs a couple of days for that. And, um, you know, that's what this is really about. But anyway, uh, so I don't know, you know, I keep looking at these things like for, you know, that we're, we're talking about in the news here. Um, and, and I think like legitimate things are getting washed away, um, because of all of the, uh, the, the tainted journalism that's going on, like, like the Bob, uh, the Woodward book that's out, right? Rage. And I'm like, okay, so the president said things in his interviews with this guy, knowing he was on the record. Yeah. Um, if I were the president, there's a good chance that when it came to certain, uh, you know, certain things about the coronavirus, I would have played it down. Right. You got to as a president, right? That's really kind of a thing yeah. you've got to do. You don't want to put people in a panic. Uh, thanks for dropping by RC. Have fun and good luck with the show. Do your thing. Do your thing thing. Um, but, uh, you know, so, you know, le- legitimate news like the the wildfires that are going on. There's some mm-hmm. serious shit going on there. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people are probably just sitting around going, well, the media has pretty much clued me into fuck them. That's what they get over there on the West Coast for all the bullshit they've been doing. Right. You know, so it's like, but like, uh, you know, quite a few people have died. I think they they posted a number today of like 3,900 structures have been destroyed uh, in California. I think it was in California alone, or was that in Oregon? It might have been Oregon. Yeah, because that yeah, that's heading up the uh, the spine of the nation too. Um, <laughs> elephant man says he went down on an elephant woman. It's going to take a couple of days. All right, nice. Um, but uh, you know, or or this, you know, this this scientist, you know, that to me, that that's that's like okay, all right. If you tell me that was created there, no, I don't think they they threw it out there as a biological weapon. I just think you know, okay, accidents happen. It's a fear that you always have that these things will happen when you're working with these kind of things. Oh, but yeah. uh, but you know, <clears throat> it. The question I would have for you is, doesn't something like this demand a global response in some way? Not fully negative, maybe, but doesn't it? You know, China. What do you have in mind? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying like, okay, uh, we go to war with China because they accidentally let a virus out of one of their labs because any country could have done the same fucking thing. And I'm sure they have in the past. I'd be willing to say (laughs) there's a lot of viruses that have made a run for the border, as it were, uh, probably came from somewhere cooking, right? (laughs) Yeah, but there are a lot of refugees that have made a run for the border, too, and they just get shot down. Right. Um, 
but no, I don't, I, like I said, um, you know, it does this require some sort of slap on the wrist from the global community or do we take it in stride as a, oops, you know, we, we know, willingly know that this can happen when we do these, our countries do these things. Well, I got to ask you the question about this then is what exactly do you do to the country that can throw the ultimate Zerg rush at the world? Well, uh, you know, when it's, if, if, if they'll starve your supply lines and then it'll just keep throwing disposable troops over and over again. Yeah, they're weak, but they've got an army. They've got billions of them to keep right. throwing at you and throwing at you. Well, that's why well, we I, don't give know, a fuck about our own people anyway. Well, it's like Elephant Man says, you know, he says we should take it in stride and I'm kind of of the same mind that's where i'm on the fence you know i'm like i I have to look at these options you know i mean it doesn't require some sort of sank a global sanctions uh you know or do we need to understand the intent of why was it just something they were experimenting with so that they could find a cure because of the possibility that this could develop in nature you know there's a lot of things so you know that keeps you know leaning me towards We've got to we've got to take it in stride as just an oops kind of thing because it doesn't make sense that they would release it on their own people first like that, or well, would it? Maybe maybe to quell some sort of dissent. But here's something else you got to keep in mind with this thing too. I mean, if this was bioengineered to be some sort of bioweapon, then in all honesty, in every metric that I can look at with this, and I know that the media is going to try and stoke you with fear porn that says. 190,000 people died or 210,000 people, 250. Oh my God, these, Trump's got all this blood on his hand. In all honesty, if this is actually a bioweapon or a plague that was supposed to go out and wipe out the economy of the world, it's about as high a quality as all the fucking shit that they put on the shelf at Walmart. Okay. Chinese crap that didn't do as well as you'd hoped it would be for the money that you paid for it. Sure. But there, and there's no way we could prove that it was developed as a bioweapon, right? There's a thousand excuses that they could give mm-hmm. for why it was there, why it had been created. Um, Elephant, Elephant Man says, how about they relinquish their claim on any debt they owe, uh, that they own? I, I could see that. I, I, something to that extent. There's some yeah, sanctions but there, that but that would, the it would collapse their economy. I know it you would could collapse get ours just in a fucking hurry too. It would probably hurt ours is right. Uh, good to see you tonight. Michael Vega didn't see you roll in on your half track came in quiet this evening. Uh, not Seawall, not Vega or what Seawall. Oh, that's right. See, wait, Oh God. I'm see, I'm smoking too much crack tonight. <sighs> well, you are in Florida. You know, they all ride in those things together. Just so you know, <laughs> they all ride in them together. I, last time Wyatt was here, he jumped up in there with Seawall. I, I think I've seen Vega do the same thing. Oh, Seawall was on my game string last night handing out rolls. Who wants to be a gunner? Who wants to be the mechanic? Who wants to be this? He recruited Ron. He recruited, who the hell else did he? Oh, my friend Isenfire stopped in for a while too. Like joined you in the game? No, he joined in the chat. Oh, Unfortunately, gotcha. New Vegas is a one-player game. Otherwise, I'd have him in. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, when it's all said and done, um, you know, I... Uh, 
I saw you pointed something else out that I think is going to get washed away. And There's a lot of shit that's going to get washed away because it's not convenient for anybody. Right. And this was about the uh, the census. And this is a little surprising to me. Um, because last year, Donald Trump wanted to put a question on this. The administration wanted to put a question on the census, basically asking if you were a, a citizen or not. Mm-hmm. And, and the Supreme Court said no. Right. They're the ones that said, no, you can't do that. Right. That is correct. So now they're also saying, no, the Census Bureau cannot tally a separate count of illegal immigrants. They just they they have to tally them all together in deciding the the uh, number of the population density for representative choice. Or well, for the, the first thing you got to ask there, and you, you've actually got to come out and be completely objective with this. First, I was pissed about this when I read about this this morning, and I read this on Contemporary this morning, and I was pissed. But the first thing you've really got to ask is, how would they know? The question didn't make it out of the fucking census. I, how, what metric do they use to try and say who could be counted and who can't? Okay, they well, have then- no metric. Well then, the but the argument is then then basically you're you're you know that that is allowing an unknown number of illegal immigrants to be counted as part of the census because these people will be receiving mail they'll get the census people coming and knocking at their door and mm-hmm. if they're not asking them any kind of citizenship question then you have an unknown amount upwards to 14 million illegal immigrants that can be counted as constituents in local and state municipalities oh yeah and that to me is super fucked up mm-hmm. i i'm 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 a hard nose on if you if you must be a citizen mm-hmm. period to vote i i don't i don't even think that the the full the full extended version of the bill of rights should apply to non citizen residents. There should be a secondary bill of rights for non citizen residents. Ooh, that's going into some dangerous territory right there because that makes the decision of, okay, who grants you your rights, the government or your creator? Whoa, 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 whoa. We are country first. It's mm-hmm. tough shit folks. That's, that's the problem here. It doesn't, it, you're, you're, we're, we're not, we're not the human fucking council for the world. Mm-hmm. Your human rights, like it, these will be, these will be constitutional rights for non-citizen pathway immigrants. And understand by pathway, I mean people that are following the path to citizenship. They will have a limited scope of rights. Sure, they'll have free speech, but they won't have the freedom to not be monitored in that speech. So they won't have the same rights to privacy that we're supposedly afforded. And that's okay, because in this day and age, it has been shown, of all days, today is one day that can show you what infiltration through that path to citizenship or along the lines of quote-unquote immigration can succeed in doing 
I'm not going to get into it, you know, a back and forth about what actually happened on in 2001 on this day. But what I am going to say is that we were infiltrated mm-hmm. and it was through our loose immigration and work policies that people were able to do what they did and to gain the access that they did. And that I have a problem with. We've got to shore up what we're doing with immigration. And one of the things that goes a long way to doing that is to not give illegal immigrants in this country the same rights as a full-blown citizen has. You must, there's nothing wrong with limited rights. What's wrong with that? Now, see, you are, uh, I think you're confusing two different concepts about this as well. And especially when you're going down the Bill of Rights. Now, under the Bill of Rights, you've got the freedom to speak freely, including if that goes against a government official, assemble peacefully, defend yourself, and pursue happiness. You don't get guaranteed the happiness, but you have the right to go and say, hey, this is what I want to do. And if it's no matter how tremendously stupid it is, I get to try it. And if I fuck up, I have to accept the consequences. Those are the only rights that are in the Bill of Rights. Well, if you're, well, you've got to, you've got to take into account what about the right to bear arms? I said, defend yourself. Oh, defend yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I don't, you know, as far as, you know, I look at the second amendment and I don't know that that, I believe that if you're not a citizen of this country, some of these rights need to fall under the realm of privileges like they do if you commit a felony. Mm -hmm. When you commit a felony in this country, certain rights become privileges and are taken away from you. Well, in complete and honest fairness, when you're looking at the right to keep and bear arms and whether or not you've committed a felony crossing the federal border illegally and residing in the country illegally is a felony. Right. Oh, wait. Okay. So you're talking about who committing the felony right now? Mm-hmm. No, I'm asking you, who are you speaking of? Like, An illegal immigrant is committing a felony. If they buy a gun. No, if they're here, they're committing a felony. Oh, oh, oh okay. I understand what you're saying. Um, well, if they're on the path to, I, and, and notice that, you know, as far as illegal immigrants that are not on the path, mm-hmm. those we need to, we need to process either out or process them faster onto the path mm-hmm. if they have a legitimate reason to be here getting on the path. We've got to sort that out. But if you're on the path to citizenship, I don't necessarily agree because, again, because of the threat. The, the we, We're talking about globalized threats now on an individual basis. One person is a threat in and of mm-hmm. themselves until they've been vetted. So I don't have a problem with them having free speech and freedom of press and the right to protest. But I do have a problem with them owning a gun if they, ha- if they haven't proven their loyalty to this country by following the path to citizenship. See, I, I like the, I do like where you're going with that. And I respect where where you're going with that. You're a wonderful man. And you understand some of the great things that go on about this country. The problem that I have with that is 
goes along with the same thing I've been saying about all the other rights as we go along. Now, yes, I understand stripping some of these rights from people who have committed a felony, but the government that is big enough to grant you rights is big enough to take them away. That's where I say it's just you're treading into dangerous territory. I don't necessarily think that you're wrong, but it's it leads to dangerous precedents that I don't really want to see our federal government explore. Right. And because and, they suck at everything. And and when it's all said and done, the the impetus there is that I believe the Constitution needs that is the my the, the major fix for the Constitution is if we refer to citizens throughout the Constitution as opposed to mm -hmm. anything to do with men or humans or anything. Citizens, right? Um, as humans were granted rights, as citizens, the Constitution protects these rights. And then from there, we can go into reforming our immigration policy and our pathway so that we account for and create a limited bill of rights that protects their human rights, but also acts as a stopgap to allow us to test. I'm sorry, we have to test individuals coming into this country anymore. We've reached that point. I don't, I, I, it's the inevitability. It's not that I love it. I don't want, I don't want big overarching state. I don't, but I understand where we're at at this point. And, uh, you know, I don't want to see something like 9-11 happen again, although I'm thoroughly expecting something to that extent happening sometime in the near future, only because we are making ourselves weak and vulnerable right now. So what happens if it comes from the inside? How do you defend oh, I'm, that? Well, I mean, you know, and there and therein it lies the rub is, you know, is I thoroughly expect it will come from the inside. But where did that inside come from? Right. <laughs> like how long has that? whoever it is been a part of the inside, you know, were they originally from the inside, you know, it gets into all this gray area, but I do expect, I, I expect it will come from the inside for the most part. That's really where I lean. Well, and I got to challenge you on this thought too, because I mean, the biggest threat that we have right now is not coming from radicalized Muslims coming from, the Middle East, they have got their own problems right now, especially since Israel and the UAE have signed a peace pact. I, You haven't heard about it in the news, but Iran, the mullahs are shaking in their fucking boots right now over that one. The biggest threat that we have in this country right now is some scrawny little fuckstick in Portland who managed to evade the police long enough that he can take his little handkerchief, black handkerchief uh, off his chin and take the aviators off him and take the hood down and go and get on a plane. And now he's radicalized by the situation that's up in Portland. And they're chanting death to America just as bad as the mullahs were. Right. And they're citizens. I mean, that little bastard that I uh, just described there was probably born. In... Edge of froze. There. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, you know, here's the thing. Now, this is probably the cynic in me. Um, while I agree with you, about mm -hmm. what's happening here and what's happening to the individual American here. I do not believe that radical groups around the world have eased their uh, recruitment. You know, yes, government. Oh, no, they haven't. Absolutely not. Right. They're just with other shit right now. But see, this is the perfect time for them to capitalize on that. 
See, and that's that's the thing is like you know when something if something pops off here in America, you know, while it may come from the inside, we don't you know it's going to be a catch twenty two as to figure or uh, you know real conundrum to try and figure out who radicalized this individual mm-hmm. because now there's players in the game. We've seen it with the black lives matter movement, right? Yeah. There's players in the game that are, that are making pawns of people. And that's just within the country and, or, or that we assume is within the country. We don't even know how much of this, you know, if I were a terrorist group, I would be trying to radicalize, radicalize, Groups like BLM, you know, I don't think they need help. And to pretend, you know, it, there's all sorts of things you could pretend to be and and it, it catfish them along. And dude, just... dude, they don't need help right now. Did you see the stupid shit that happened this morning over in D.C.? No, I did not. I don't know if you were planning on talking about the uh, um, the Senate uh, uh, stimulus bill, uh, at all, but uh, just a yeah. spoiler alert, if you were uh, after the Senate Democrats blocked the stimulus, the skinny stimulus bill. Black Lives Matter went up to Mitch McConnell's house and started chanting, no $600, no peace, outside McConnell's house. Yeah. yeah. We watched the video on Contemporary this morning. Now, see, there's that, you know, and it, you know, it's, it's the gimmies, right? I mean, yeah. a lot of people are upset right now because there's, I mean, so if you look at August and you look at September, right? They took they took two breaks, one in August, one in September, and right up until each break, what was going on with the media? Here's where the next stimulus check stands. You know, when could you expect it? What could you expect? Well, it depends on if they can do anything before the August break. And then it went on to, well, here's what you can expect, and here's what the talk is, and this is how much it could be, and this is how much it might be. And well, all oh, of that's this a lot hinges- than the answer that I had for that question. And you asked me what was going on in the media. I was about to say gigantic circle jerk and ass pat. Right. So they're all, you know, but the American people, there's American people sitting out there. And my, you know, my stepdaughter was an excellent example. She was talking about this, that, and the other with, with bills and this, that, and the other. And she said, well, there's another stimulus check coming. Right. And I'm like, oh no, (laughs) you know, you should know. You shouldn't even, even be considering that. That's not, that's gone. That's nothing. I mean, that's been they've they hyped that up and now it's gone. So it, that's going to piss a lot of Americans off. Yeah, it is. No matter where you're at, you know, there's going to be pe- there's going to be people on both sides of the fence sitting at home not working, pissed off. Yeah. So I mean, you know, but you know, it's not surprising what they've been doing with, you know, with all of it. Well, but yeah. I, I mean, we heard it all. We heard it all surrounding the first one. I mean. What did we hear? What what were some of the suggestions that we heard of people doing shit? I mean, I told you what I did with mine, and I showed uh, you the picture. Yeah. But I mean, what what Seawall? I think with that comes here, I'm gonna get myself a piece of property or something chambered in 45. You're an idiot. Well, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna pay this bill up. No, well, that's at least a little bit more responsible, but that's probably not the smartest thing to do either. Everybody should have taken that check that was working. Now, of course. And I will come out and say, if you were starving to death, yes, absolutely take that check. And if you didn't know where your next meal was coming from, take that check. But for the, and 
I know the government put it out there to be, oh, well, we just want to stimulate the economy. Well, I've already looked through the tax code that's been amended because of this check. And a lot of people are going to be awfully pissed off come, uh, come April, uh, January of uh, next year. Well, that's, uh, well, that's much like, uh, the, uh, with the payroll tax holiday. Oh, fuck that. I have been saying that right from the beginning. As soon as I first heard the words payroll tax holiday, I said, you are going to be fucking sorry. Right. You're going to be sorry. I can tell you that right off the bat. You're going to be fucking sorry. Now, I am curious um, as to what exactly, how much string they're going to tie to the earlier stimulus package. I, I know they've already All been, I know they've been tying some, but it's like, okay, you know, because it was, it was pitched to America that this was not going to be a burden on us later, right? <laughs> so was... according to the tax code, which my, uh, my tax accountant and I went through this because she tried to convince me to call the IRS and get another check. And I told her, fuck no, nothing comes out of the government without a hook in it. But according, um, we sat down and we looked at it. We actually looked up where it says in the tax code. Uh, what they're going to do with this, this is this is a loan uh, against your tax return. Now, they are not going to take your tax return negative. But these people that get three, five, seven thousand dollars back at the end of the year are going to see that be twelve hundred bucks lighter. Or people that get like five hundred bucks are not going to get anything. So they they have actually amended the tax code that you're going to pay it back if you were getting mm -hmm. a return. Mm -hmm. That's fucked up. Well, then they're hiding it against the return. Like I said, they're they're not going to take it negative is the thing. So most people aren't sure. even going to notice it. They're just going to be they're going to say, "Oh, well, Trump raised my taxes because I didn't get as much back yeah. as I thought that I was going to out of my tax return because that's how it fucking works. I didn't get as big enough or as big of a check back from the government. My taxes must have gone up." That's going to piss a lot of people off though. There's a lot of people that count on that tax return every year. Unfortunately, they've they've not There's had a, lot a of choice. Stupid people in this country too. Well, it's but I know you call them stupid, Ed. But you know you can't you can't say they're stupid if you haven't walked a mile in their shoes. I've I mean, a mile in their you, shoes. You're, I've depended on that before. You're you're talking about you're talking about people who have been taught and trained. Through a declining, a personally declining economy, that they don't have enough money to save up, and that they've got what you know, there's going to be a chunk of money every year that you get back from paying in taxes that you'll be able to get back, and they count on that as part of you know, kind of as part of their income. You know, it's just because of these habits and these, you know, the conditioning that we've all had. It's yeah, not that I know. people I had are that conversation with somebody once. And she said, she said, right out, well, a lot of people depend on that money every year because up here, Scott Walker, when he was still governor, was trying to uh, repeal income tax altogether in Wisconsin and try and get it through other means. And yeah, one of, the, one of my friends went on Facebook when I still used Facebook and said, oh, well, so look at all the people that depend on this money at the end of every year. I said, yeah, but you're not going to be paying it in. Wouldn't it be nice to get your whole fucking paycheck? But see that, but that is hard for people to grasp after decades and decades of being trained to do it a certain way. I mean, anything else that you propose is really, 
you know, you can say, oh, there's going to be changes to the tax code and people are like, oh, okay. And then they know when they go to file their taxes online that the tax software will have all that figured in or their accountant will be able to handle all of that, right? It, but there's just the process. You work all year, get your tax shit together at the end of the year, file your taxes. Either you owe money or you get money back. Most people don't play that you know, run the, run the fine line with their, you know, smart, there are some smart people that do that realize that if I just set the, set the deductions just right, I'll break even every year. But yeah, um, I mean, like me, I don't mind, I actually uh, pay in for the most part every year. I cannot get my deductions to a point where I can pay into Wisconsin. I've tried, I've tried, but I pay in, I either get like 10 bucks or have to pay in like 10 bucks every year. For the federal government and i get chewed out from my tax accountant every year well you're not going to get a refund yeah but the government didn't get an interest-free loan for me either well you know it's uh it's you know it, you introduce a new tax code into the country and you watch it's going to take it'll take 10 plus years for the the citizenry to get used to it to to adopt it to acclimate to it even though it's putting, you know, they can see the immediate results of having more money in their pocket, like if it was a fair tax thing, where they're only taxed on their consumption. Well, you know, they're not, they can see the proof in the pudding, but it's going to take a long time for it to sink in because, again, you're countering decades of training, ingraining mm -hmm. into your society how this works. Mm -hmm. you know. Plus all the economy that runs around it. I, I don't know what it's like down for you guys because I've only been there for a week, but I know up here around probably February, every single car dealership has a sudden bank on hand that they can cash your tax return and sure. you can put a down payment on that brand new Chevrolet that you had your eye on. Well, yeah, it's, it's become easy to do that. And they, they, it's their own personal bank, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're yeah. just, you know, but it's, uh, you know, and, and I know how car dealerships do. I mean, it's just a fancy way for them to make, make get your tax return in, your, in their hands. I mean, I, I know how it works. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, that's the way we're set to, to move forward. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have to do an overhaul of the tax system. You're going to have to put something well, new in place. You will. You are correct. You're going to have to do that. But I don't think now... I don't want to 4D chess the president as any more than I have to because he does a lot of stupid shit. He really does. But sometimes I, I have to wonder if some of the things that he does are deliberate and some of them are him, just him stumbling his own, over his own feet, coming up with a pet project, and then it just turning out right for him. So I have been consuming the content of Matt Christensen for longer than you have right? at this point. I remember... I think it was, it was tax season 2018 because I was still living with the monster at the time. And I remember when, uh, when they, he filed the tax, cause he doesn't do a job where they take anything out. Right. What he does on YouTube, that's, that's what he does. That's what he does for a living. So he doesn't have anything taken out of a paycheck and put into a trust account to make sure that his taxes are paid. He has to write the check at the end of every year. Right. And I, I actually remember that it was in 2018, right after he wrote the check, he did it on a Sunday and they got on the Sunday show and expressed to uh, the audience and to Blonde that uh, 
that he had just had his own personal Me Too movement from the IRS after what he paid in in taxes. And he pointed something out, and that's, this has stuck with me. Ever since he said this, I have uh, cited this on numerous other programs. I've cited this on my own program numerous times. So if everybody in the country had to write the check at the end of the year instead of having the money go into a trust at the end of every year, they would realize how much they are actually paying in taxes and you would start seeing the tax code change really, really, really fucking quick. That's a big part of what's going on right now is nobody knows what they're paying in in taxes. I know because I actually look at my gross versus my, uh, my take home every month or every week rather. I'll be honest with you. I think you just see a lot fewer people paying their fucking taxes. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with that? I mean, the, you know, the IRS would shift into a whole, go back into a realm of, of policing. You'd see those G-men on the street again from the IRS. You know? Well, I mean, that's just it. If you look at this and the fact of what they would have to do, they can't arrest everybody that would have a problem paying their taxes. They're going to run out of space at some point here. Plus, like I say, it's it's the ignorance that is driving the tax system right now. I mean, H.W. in all his ancient fucking wrinkled blow, uh, balls glory, I'm going to go after Saddam. Uh, you know who my favorite magician was? David Copperfield. Well, he can stand up on the stage and say, read my lips, no new taxes, and then fucking lie about it and jack your fucking taxes up. Well, and the only reason anybody found out about it is because the media hated the fucking Bushes for good reason. But well, you know, if you make the mistake of believing politicians, well, you get what you pay for, sir. Well, <laughs> I, I am going to, I'm going to be a revolution, and uh, you can believe me. I will make sure that everything that you need is paid for, and you will not have to worry about anything else anymore. And you know what? It, it, now, there was somebody who might have been honest enough in what he was saying that he got shut the fuck down two elections running. <laughs> you know, they're like, this motherfucker might try and make good on these promises. <laughs> well, no. you know what? I, I don't have to. I don't have to actually try and make a plan because now I have run for president. I can sell another book and I can buy another house. I will have five houses then and I can eat tapioca in five different places. You really, you really got to take that on the road. That's good. Can you, can you do that for like a good thirty-minute bit? It, it would get exhausting, but I bet you I could. Yeah. Um, so you know, you brought up Trump's forty chess, and I, uh, and then well, and that's that's where I was going with that when I was talking about what we got off track when we were talking about people having to pay the taxes. So if you cut the payroll tax, and it's not going into the trust anymore. A lot of people in this country are going to find out exactly what they're paying in taxes. You notice, did, does your tax payer, well, you're self-employed, so you're in a different story, but um, I hate to bring your wife into this, but I got to ask the question, does the tax preparer tell her what she paid in in taxes? Oh, I, well, yeah, I, I do our taxes. Okay. So, but so, yeah, okay, she knows, she, she knows what she pays in. For and, the uh, most part, your tax preparer does not tell you what your outgoing is. And I, well, my tax preparer and I have enough of a relationship that I make her tell me. Well, that's the reason I don't go get this. That's the reason I drive an hour and a half to get my taxes done. Um, because I have that kind of relationship with my tax preparer. 
Now, I will say this. My wife is smart enough that, you know, she's one of those that gets her money in her paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because she always owes, you know, she hasn't found that sweet ground, a sweet middle ground yet, but she always owes a little bit at the end of the year because mm-hmm. she didn't pay in quite enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, which, you know, of course, since we filed together, that gets offset, blah, 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 one way or the other by my taxes being built into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <clears throat> uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, the thing that you have to remember is like when when they're taking that chunk of money out of your check, what the biggest portion of it's going to, which means, you know, which is the secondary thing that's got to happen when you talk about stopping payroll taxes, is you've got to get rid of or fix the Social Security system because a large chunk of that money goes into the Social Security funding. I, I know, roll your eyes all you want, but that must also go hand in hand because, for instance, you know, that's what they're doing on this payroll tax holiday. They're targeting mm-hmm. the money you're paying into Social Security. They're going to let that take a four-month hit and then get that money back at the beginning of the year. Um, but the one-point-something percent that you're paying in as income tax, they're still taking that. They're just they're not making you pay the 6.2% in social security tax that you pay. So that is what actually has to happen. If you want to change the tax, you've got to find some way to fund social security without taking it out of people's paychecks or well, get the rid first of thing it. we need to do is stop uh, the Senate from using it as a fucking piggy bank. Well, I mean, pick something that has funding that they don't use as a piggy bank. They uh, reappro- pick something that'll actually happen in this fucking lifetime. Right. They reapportion funds from everything. So, you know, th- one of their greatest loves was the the war on drugs and all the money that they were get, uh, being apportioned for the war on drugs. They could just throw that shit all over the place. Oh, we can take a little bit and throw it here and take something. Hey, it's the war on drugs. Nobody knows how much it costs, <laughs> you know? You know what the worst part about the Social Security Fund is? It, it is evident. And everybody on both sides know exactly how mismanaged Social Security is. And Kirsten Gillibrand and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez want to expand the post office to personal banking, knowing full well how mismanaged the Social Security Fund is. Now, let me ask you this. When it comes to Social Security, because it has become a standard part of income for Americans over the over the decades that has been in place, right? Um, you have a large sector of older people in this country that rely on it, right? Yeah, that's so, three quarters of the problem right there. So to actually, well, you know, what are you going to do? Kill off old people? Well, no, but we've got the generation that preceded you that just like my generation doesn't know how to save a dime and expects the government to come in and pay for them. Well, I mean, you know, if, 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 if saving money was potential for the government, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. They've never been able to save money. They've never been able to budget money properly or, and most importantly, spend money properly. So this is an inevitability. I mean, it's, you know, everything in the government is mismanaged from a financial standpoint in the long run, one way or the other. And Social Security is just another victim of that. But it is a staple that's in place. I mean, it's a very, very heavily counted on system that's in place. So if I were to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. 
we're going to take a specific age. Uh, let's say uh, everyone who's 55 and older will will be able to continue to take part of the Social Security system. Mm-hmm. Every anyone before that that isn't 55 will not have to. Now, for those people that are not going to be able to take part in Social Security, we're going to stop taking as much social security money and for a a period of time say another five years we're going to continue to take a smaller percentage of money from you but the standard percentage from people 55 and older who are still working and fund the system out until those people that are 55 are on the social uh, receiving social security and tapping the last of the money from social security but nobody else is going on it and everyone else will have stopped paying into it and we can alleviate the system that way. Now, it would probably take 20 to 25 years overall to sort it all out and get rid of it. But is that a feasible avenue for getting rid of Social Security? I don't know. I just know it's not going to be there when I get to be 60. Well, and there it is. There's the there's the perfect argument for it. You're not expecting it to be there. So let's go ahead and take it out of the picture for you. Mm-hmm. And, you and it gives you enough time to build an SDAG. Well, one of the other things that's been floated a few times is to privatize it. And do keep in mind the fact that, I mean, Social Security is just sitting there on no interest. The the government is borrowing out of it interest-free, essentially, to go and build their pet projects. Sure. If you put this up into a private bank at some point and could tie it to the market, first off, that would be incentive for everybody to make sure the market kept going and chugging along. But tie it up into the stock market or into a bank where it can get loaned out and actually make some money back. Yeah, see, the the, the only problem is two problems I have with that. A, mm-hmm. you talk about tying it to uh, uh, why it just showed up in the house. Oh, and I see Nephilim Ninja was in here yep. a little bit ago. But uh, um, A, tying it to the stock market makes it too volatile. Especially, uh, in a, that's a, fair. especially in a day and age where all it takes is one tweet to destroy the stock value of a company, mm-hmm. right? That but, is fair. I'll give you that. And then the the other the other issue, um, you know, with that is that um, <clears throat> oh my god, it just ran out of my head mm-hmm. because I because it was it, it had to it had to do with what you said, but. Um, I mean, there is another issue that falls into that as far as, you know, you know, as far as private. Oh, corruption. Privatizing yeah. it, I think, would open it up to equal if, you know, at least an equal level of corruption that you see from the federal government. Of course, the federal government gets to do that corruption in the wide open because they can play with the money as they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from a private institution, you know, that same level of corruption is equally possible and. And would be more corrupt because they wouldn't have the open door to do the things that they do with it. Now, you know, it would be nice if the government was forced to pay interest on loans taken against Social Security to a yeah. bank, you know, with it in a private bank. Mm-hmm. But but privatizing it, you know, that's a that's that other open door, right? We've got to find a middle ground to where nobody, you know, <laughs> I don't know, some self accountability with that money. Well, and that's that is the biggest problem is the fact that the Social Security fund is essentially sitting there and stagnating right now. 
And there are so many other things that you could do with that. I wrote an article back when I was still writing blogs talking about what I would do if I won the lottery. Because most of the people who win the lottery are going to go and blow it on stupid shit. They're going to go out and they're going to spend it and spend it and they'll, they'll buy a van and they'll buy a little house somewhere and they'll roll the van and they'll be out that money. And I mean, people that win the lottery are broke within three years. I think it is statistically. They're flat ass broke within three years. Whereas, I mean, if I got my hands on, you know, usually when I was still playing the lottery, it, would ha it had to hit $100 million before I would even touch a ticket, which okay, you hit the ticket, you get, I think it's $67 million out of everything once the taxes and everything get through. But I mean, think of what I could do with $67 million, you know, put $11 million in the bank, live off the interest. That's your personal expenses taken care of right there from the interest off of that. Sure. And you take that money, you know, buy 10 semis and 10 trailers, put 10 drivers up in there, get a dispatcher, and all that turns into money coming back into your pocket. I could take $67 million and turn it into a billion dollars pretty fucking easily. Sure. You know, I and mean, you don't just sit there and let your money stagnate. You, you buy it. You buy an asset like a car. That's something that's for personal use. It's just going to devalue. You buy a truck. Yes, it's going to devalue, but it's going to bring you back money back in. I'm talking like a semi truck, not like the pickup that's sitting outside. No, see the thing, the thing for me, is you know since i know it'll never happen i can reveal my deep dark plan but mm -hmm. um <laughs> for me i i i just cash out as much as i can get immediately i know mm -hmm. you know it's less money but and i take that money mm -hmm. and i secretly buy myself a nice little plot of land and i dig a big fucking hole and, and drop a, that box of fucking money in that hole mm -hmm. Because the simple fact of the matter is, it's it's a crapshoot as to whether or not I can spend that money before it's useless. Because, you know. That's why I tie it into things that make me money. The cash, the cash. Because those cash semis is, are going to always be useful at some point. The right. cash won't be. Right. The assets are. See, Especially I, ones that can that can do something commercially. I used to have a lot of faith in investing money. You know, mm -hmm. that used to always be my thing, saying the same thing. Invest a chunk of money, a chunk of the winnings into something that's going to pay for, you know, that, that funds you, your living expenses for the rest of your life. And then you have money that you can play with. But I don't trust that anymore. I don't, in, I don't trust the investments. Like, just look at the stock market this year alone. You know that the way the roller coaster it's been on one it, prince to pauper, pauper to prince, constantly throughout this for a lot of people, um, and you know, it's like I I I I I don't I don't want anything being tied to the market anymore. I just 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 one too many screwers because the last housing bubble, Wall Street kind of gave it to me up the ass on that one. I'm just saying. So you know they burned me once then, yeah. <laughs> and. You know, but uh, so I don't know. It's it's the kind of thing where it's, you know, you know, we look at these changes we want to make and there's so many there's so many adjacent things that we've got to concentrate on getting rid of, you know, before we can mm -hmm. we can ever success to get rid of taxes, to change the tax system. We've got to do something about everything, you know, everything that's tied to it, um, <clears throat> even though. 
You know what the biggest detriment to the Social Security program is, to be honest with you? The fact that it's tied to the federal government? Well, no. Realistically, it's in income inequality. People aren't making enough money to pay into the system to support the people that are using the system. There's not enough money coming in. It's not going to be solvent for much longer. It barely mm-hmm. is now. But there's not enough money coming in. And that is directly tied to the, the, you know, the income inequality when we talk about wages and things like this. Not saying that, you know, I'm not promoting, uh, we need to jack up the minimum wage and kill small business owners and blah, blah, blah. What I'm saying is inflation is out of fucking hand. I don't care what anybody yeah. fucking says. This is not a conversation that's being had and it surprises me. I mean, well, and they're open about it too. When now uh, we ran through the first round of stimuluses, Rashida Tlaib, the endeared and astute scholar from Michigan who is sitting in the House of Representatives, said, Oh, all we have to do is just mint two trillion dollar coins and then we can put it on a debit card and keep putting a thousand dollars on people every month. What do you think that's going to do to the value of our cash, you fucking cow? Well, well, now, now bear bear in mind this because I'm I'm going to go ahead and make this prediction now. Mm-hmm. One of the three big proponents of a uh, a UBI since the pandemic hit, right? Um, one of the three big proponents of that is now on the Democratic presidential ticket because Kamala Harris was one of three people behind along with Bernie and somebody else behind the idea of doing a $2000 a month UBI in regards to the covid but watch that the that a UBI becomes a point of conversation if not before the election definitely at some point after Biden wins the election this is going to be a conversation if Democrats win the election, because Kamala Give me Harris, free stuff. yeah, and and trust me, this is this is you know people were like, oh, that was Andrew Yang's problem talking about the UBI, UBI, UBI. Well, ironically, we reach a point in 2020 where, you know, people are like, oh, that UBI thing would have been a good idea, right? You know, I mean, I get it, the gimme's kind of mindset, but still. You know, I'm out of work. A twelve, a $1,000 check for me and my wife right now would be pretty tasty, right? Conversations being had again. And one of those people is on the Democratic national ticket. So bear that in mind when we start talking about money. This is, this is some of the stuff that uh, I was trying to tell John is starting to scare me about this election. And it's not, you know, not the response from the American public. Oh, I'm not, you know, it's not the big bug fear. It's the simple fear that I cannot, I cannot be comfortable with Joe Biden taking the role of president primarily because of who his running mate is. Um, I can't be confident in Joe Biden taking the role of the president because, you know, the thing. There's a dozen things, right? There really are. There's a lot of things going against him as far as being president, whether it be nepotism, corruption, corrupt nepotism, whether it be, you know, uh, you know, the smelling the kids. I don't know. Uh, the, his, his approach to African-American vote, which I think is just thoroughly old white man racist. 
And that's just how he comes <laughs> off every time he talks about the Blackfoot. Um, but speaking of smelling kids, I, I did want to touch on this because you brought it to my attention and it had passed me. I can't me believe by. you haven't heard about it. I, I don't, you know what? I haven't even se- I hadn't even seen it come up on Netflix, but I don't look at foreign movies on Netflix, which I'm assuming it would have fallen into that genre. Um, but I mean, what, what did, how did I announce it to you when I, cause this is why I assumed that you'd heard about it. Right. You know, or we well, could let, just let go me, down, let me quote myself, go down that rabbit hole. Every other, anybody with a microphone and a camera. We can go straight down the cuties route because absolutely every other human being with a webcam and a microphone has it beat that fucker to death already. No, was the I, exact description I gave to you about why we could talk about this. You know what? I'm in Florida. You know what cuties are? Yes. Those, those little mandarin oranges or mm-hmm. is the tangerines? One of the I, They are oranges. Um, that's what cuties are to me. So when you mentioned that, I'm like, what? There's an orange scandal? Hey, there's Seawall in the, on a tiger on a tiger fuck coming in on a tiger you bring the tiger in him out uh oh yeah he's had a lot to say about this which once again is why i'm a little bit surprised you hadn't heard about it because i mean seawall's been going off on this whole thing well i know you don't go on the twitter but i don't have a problem with because i read it i read into it i read what the movie was about i see Mm -hmm. what the backlash is about i don't have an issue with the movie because a it's it's a different culture it's in Mm -hmm. france the movie is not promoting the children's sexuality it's exposing the hypersexuality of children that age which is honestly uh something that i share just as much concern about right Mm -hmm. what i do have a problem with is what netflix did because you've seen the image that they, you've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. That they put up for it. And, you know, and just in case, you know, just on the outside chance, nobody has, anybody out there hasn't seen this. I'm going to share it. Oh, hold on. I'm going to share it as soon as I remember where it is. I have to pull it up so it's a window ready to go. Oh, you can't see your porn? Oh, I don't care if you see my porn. Gosh. All the girls in my porn are at least old enough. And they appear willing, so. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm going to share this with you uh, and as well uh, with folks out there. Because I, uh, I, uh, I was kind of shocked that Netflix went this route in uh, doing this. So the, the image that you see on the left is the original screen cap cover for this movie which is called Cuties. And -hmm. it's about these girls, one girl in particular, who joins a dance group. And it's kind of, they do a lot of booty shaking, twerking, modern grown-up girl dancing for preteen, 11, 12-year-old girls to be doing. But it's it's not, we we have these dance classes here in this country, right? It's not mm-hmm. like this is unusual to be happening. Mm-hmm. But Netflix, in putting it up, decided they were going to show the picture on the right. Now, why they chose to do that? Well, I have a problem <laughs> yeah. with that. Because, yeah, this is not how, these, how this movie should be represented. And I think it was, uh, I think it was an extremely poor taste to do that now 
do do I think the movie needs to be pulled from Netflix? Um, the only problem I have with that is that if if this movie and I haven't seen it, but if this movie does go to links to expose to bring awareness to the hypersexualization of our younger people, which in effect leaves them open door to predators, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm of a mind. Don't stifle the avenues that parents can see this. Yes. Fucking smack Netflix in the upside the head for doing that with the image. Now, what's your opinion, Ed? Well, and I'm, I, I've been shaping this since they first announced it because the controversy for this didn't start this week when it got released. The controversy for this whole thing started, I think it was over a month ago at this point. No, it wasn't. It was like three weeks ago that everybody started getting all kinds of hype for this movie because it was coming out and because they saw the poster off of this. And I read the description of the movie. So according to the description of the movie, it's not supposed to be something out there in fantasy land for every pedophile to come in and touch himself to watch these little kids dancing like this right it wasn't meant to be that this was supposed to be a commentary about the fact that like you had said that this is now i'm coming to this from a place of ignorance i haven't seen the movie i don't speak french i can read the subtitles but usually like when i sit down and watch a movie i'm playing solitaire or something on my phone or doing some research for something else or whatnot so a subtitle movie for as much as I do for Freedom Scoop doesn't work for me right now. So I haven't sat back and watched it, but I don't know. Yes, the, the conversation needs to be had about the hypersexualization of young girls because it is absolutely happening. You can't stand, I mean, there are predators out there that are using Xbox to yes. go out and go after these little kids, both boys and girls, getting them to do things like according to some of the sources that I've that have actually sat down and watched the movie. I mean, one girl took her dad's phone and gave the shot down uh, inside of her pants and sent it out to somebody in, in the movie. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, there is some horrible stuff, but if you're trying to bring attention to something, do you want your audience to walk away from the movie feeling comfortable? Right. Now, I want, I, I, something I said earlier has, you know, people, I, I feel people must bear this in mind. Mm-hmm. This is made in a cult. This was movie was made in a culture that is much more open mm-hmm. and much more um, exposed as a society to sexual nature. It's a, you know, it's a much more open society. We, we still try and, you know, on the surface, from the politics, from the 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 authoritarian angle, we still try and throw out these puritanical views yeah. of sexuality and shame and things like this. Whereas, in places in Europe, for instance, in England, you there's one paper that has the third page girl, and she you know it's a topless woman on the third page kind of thing, right? And this has been a standard of their so we're talking about a completely different culture and mindset in, in, in what was this movie was made. So, you know, a culture that is not filtered in evoking the truth as mm-hmm. it were, whereas we try and we try and pander to the, 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 the truth as it were. 
Well, and one thing that I want to point out that has, uh, I mean, I've seen the images and the videos that have been circling around Netflix, and you can't show some of these videos on here because Wojcicki will take your video down just for putting them up there. Just as, that's how bad some of the stuff is. Right. But according to, again, sources that I've talked to that have actually seen the movie, uh, in the last scene, you can see the Amy, the girl who was the center star of the show, going back and putting on a, a full sweater, button-up sweater, modestly, and going back to the family tradition because she realized how bad this life that she was going down made her right. feel. Now, did you have to show girls almost naked humping the floor to get that point across? That's a conversation we can have. That well, is absolutely a conversation that I, we can have. Well, let me ask you something. Is this something, you know, if that's something that's currently going on on a day-to-day -day basis, like we have here, look at what our cheerleading teams do. How young do girls start in cheerleading? And look at the provocative dances they're learning at young ages out there yeah. to cheerlead, okay? Yeah. Um, makes it says in the chat, he says, Rob, multiple, multiple national culturally tolerant, uh, culturally tolerant, Multiple national nationalities, I'm assuming, or nations, uh, culturally tolerate honor killing. So does that make honor killing okay? No, it doesn't make honor killing okay or not okay. But what I'm going to – what I will point out is that if you're sitting down and watching a movie that's showing a culture, honor killing people, and it's a work of fiction, much like this was, but it's based in the reality of the present time. Are you going to have that movie banned? I mean, that's like we got to pull things like everything that shows killing, you know, these these crazy you know, look at violence. <laughs> there are so many wrong things done violently in movies and television, but we don't pull that. Right. Um, but, you know, even from a sexual aspect. OK, so uh, does that mean we need to pull the uh, police song? We, we got to get that off of the charts. We got to stop selling the police song. Don't stand so close to me. Because that's a song about a teacher and a student that mm -hmm. has a crush on him that he winds up hooking up with his student. So do we need to pull that song out of our, 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 our iPods now? Well, that that is a little bit different, too, because you're not actually seeing the sex act take place in the song either. I mean, you are seeing these lewd acts take place in the movie. Like I said, we can have the conversation over whether or not the movie needed to go to the lengths that they did. Right as far as the actresses go, especially given the fact that parents gave the green light to have their children who are not involved in maybe some of these many, many things go out and learn how to do these dance moves and do them on the stage. There are problems that I have with this. I do agree with the overall message of the movie, but to the extent that they had to put it, put it out there to get it out there, I, I'm uncomfortable with from the scenes that I've seen. Well, I mean, you know, it, you know that so that that's where we have to talk about. Okay, what about movies that show rape? Mm -hmm. You know, should movies that show rape, even you know, rape of adults, be pulled? Should shows that show assault on children or other people be pulled? When you're talking about these domestic abuse situations, do we pull movies that show that? Because it's showing gritty realism. And I would be curious to ask how many of these girls that acted in this movie already took part in dance classes of this nature. That is another conversation we had. Now, showing the rape, now, of course, the, the fictional rape would be 
something that happened between one participant who was forceful and another one that was unwilling, the fictional situation, but both adults involved in the situation would be consenting as a movie showing that would be. And that does call into line the idea of the age of consent as well, because can these girls at 11 consent to be used in this movie like this? Or do you violate the non-aggression principle by forcing them into something with this, given the fact that they don't have the psychological ability, according to many, many different societies out there, to consent? Now, and I'm going to bring this up with Steve, because Stephen and I are going to talk about the California bill tomorrow. John was going to be with us, but I mean, he's got his personal emergency now that he can't uh, participate with us. But Stephen, on one of his shows, brought up a very good point uh, when he was talking about cuties as well. And this is kind of stuck as an earworm to me because there are other shows out there that are promoting the sexualization of people who are underage. He brought up the, uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina over on uh, Netflix and a specific scene where she had to participate in an orgy in order to, I don't know, uh, get the brunt of her occult power. I don't really know the premise of the show. I know that it's based on the old Archie comic, but they made it really dark like they did with Riverdale. But I mean, the 16 year old girl participating in an orgy. Now, yes, that is wrong. The 16 year old girl could obviously not ex uh, extend uh, permission and consent for that. But the actress that is consenting to take part in the scene is I believe 22 years old. Right. perfectly able to consent so yes you're depicting the fictional action but using a consenting adult it's the same thing if you looked at like 90210 like dawson's creek like riverdale all of them were talking gratuitously about sex between underage teenagers 15 16 17 years old but all the actors were in their 20s in every case you know here here the the thing i you know, uh, uh, Seawall has, has pointed out that, you know, it, he thinks if it was animated, it wouldn't be so bad. He says if this movie was animated and used well, adult voice actors, it would be disturbing, but not crossing a line. But I'm well, sorry. Well, think about Big Mo. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, 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 have to, I have to say, when it's all said and done, all you're doing by animating it and keeping the kids young mm -hmm. is you're just hitting a whole different uh, pedo audience, the hentai fans. Right? I mean, I mean that's... That's the first place my mind goes to if you want to talk about, you know, who's going to love this movie. If you think it's pedophiles who are going to love this movie now, animated is going to be the hentai pedophiles that love it. But look, the bottom line is, if, if this movie is depicting reality, I understand that these kids are actors. Yeah. But I've seen... As much or worse, throughout the years, watching the progression of television and movies, what we allow could When I was young, the idea of an eight-year-old, or even younger than that, being on the big screen and saying, fuck, would have blown my mind. Mm -hmm. A kid cursing on TV or the movies? Absolutely not possible. Now, now all whole, all checks are off when it comes well, yeah, to what kids I, will say in movies and TVs. What they're what they're given permission to say or do or do. I just watched Neighbors too uh, a couple of weeks ago, 
Uh, have you ever seen either uh, Neighbors or Neighbors 2? Uh, I've seen Neighbors. I do believe maybe I did see Neighbors 2 as well. Yeah, the, the four year, the, it's four years later from Neighbors, and now the daughter is four years old. And, you know, right. in the first scene, she's walking around with a fucking vibrator. Well, look at Meet the Fockers. What was the first word the boy learned, the baby learned? I don't know. I've never seen Ass- that movie. That was the first word the baby learned in the movie. Is he Chinese? No. It was just, it was a little kid. It's how kids pronounce stuff. You'll, China's asshole. He, he, but he heard, asshole was the first word. Um, Elfman says words are not deeds. I agree. But a movie, mm-hmm. a, a movie that, de- that is acted out from a script is not mm-hmm. depicting deeds, except exposing you to the fact that these things are happening in that society, and they're happening in your society too. These little dance troops go. Go watch the behind the scenes for some of these fucking little girl pageants that go on. Yeah. Watch Disney Channel. Watch Nickelodeon and all these shows that are targeted at young girls, preteen girls. And look at the clothes the girls are wearing. Go to your fucking mall and tell me that you won't find the same clothes with the word juicy on the ass made for a five-year-old. Why does a five-year-old need the word juicy on her ass? But they're making these clothes. Everything that you can find for an adult, you can find it for a kid too. So let's not pretend that these things aren't happening. And if for shock value, a parent has to go, Jesus Christ, they put that in a movie for them to realize, wait, this might be happening at my child's dance class. This might be happening right down the street from me. This is where our children's hypersexuality is at. I have children and I realize where it's at. I realized a long time ago when they were very, very young, much younger than they should have been to have anything like this in their head. So I, I understand the aspect of is it is it wrong to have these kids doing this for a movie? I can see your argument. Yeah, but I will yeah, that's always definitely a conversation we can have. But I will always make the argument if it is if it is just depicting real life from an education because it appears to me her intent was for educational purposes in the greater sense an expose. As it were, I don't know. I I'm like, okay, if that's what it takes for some parents to wake up and realize that this is what's happening, where your kids are at, well, so be it. There's your wake up call. Now I'm not good with somewhat Netflix selling it from a sexualized nature to try oh. and sell the movie. I get that. I'm not arguing that that's right in any way, shape, or fucking form. But to stifle the movie because of predilections of what the outcome, you better get, you've got a list of movies made by American studios that you need to get off the fucking shelves because we've made the same shit in different ways and shapes. Go back and look at like, I don't know, Drew Barrymore, some of her younger stuff. Look up, you know, these kind of movies have been around for a while. I'm sorry, The Graduate. You know, I mean, we were we were talking cougars before cougars were cool with the graduate, right? You know, and that's taboo stuff going on. 
that we're making in films. You hear it in our music. You see it on our TV. This is not new. And to be appalled at it, you've got to be appalled at the greater picture, not just the one example. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, I have long thought that movies like Saw, that entire franchise, did nothing but glorify torture and violence. It there, there wasn't even, you know, I, I the story, come on. That storyline just uh, hostile was another group of movies that I was just like, okay, here we go. Let's glorify some more torture and violence. But these kind of things are really happening out there in the world. But we don't say stop those. So I, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, how, how do you decide that, you know, the moral implications of one movie that somebody else twisted, you know, the intent, especially coming from another culture. I mean, you got to, if you don't balance that in, you're, you're selling yourself short. Well, once again, I, I honestly, I think the big gripe that goes on with this movie, we've touched on a lot of the social issues that were touched on in this movie that do need to be talked about. We need to look at what's happening with people when they give the 12 year old cell phone, what's going to happen. Who's waiting out there for those girls to come into or boys, even for that matter, to come to a pubescent age where they're just starting to get curious about hormones, but still look like an undeveloped uh, child. We, we need to look at that part of our society because those people need to go into the wood chipper and people need to understand that they're out there. A lot of these suburban parents don't believe that anything like this could ever happen in their homes. But, and I think the biggest pitch that comes out of this movie, the thing that people are so pissed off about is the fact that yes, they are, as I mentioned before, like in 90210, children in the scenes, adult actors playing them, people who are able to consent to be in the situations and are consenting and allowing themselves to be portrayed in such a manner. But Mamuma Desir, however the fuck you pronounce her name, is using actual children in the movie. And I do think that does raise some questions about consent. Well, I mean, that does that also not bring into question, you know, does that, does that mean uh, the parent has total authority over the child? Yes. Well, you know, I mean, the child didn't consent to be born. Okay. And that's that seems to be this argument that you know I'm hearing a lot lately about these human rights and this, that, and the other. But you know, I, I will say this: in 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 most of from the limited exposure I've had to that industry, and and I say that because I worked for a modeling and acting. Uh, uh, firm for a while. Um, these, not all, uh, not all act- kids that are getting into acting are stupid and mm-hmm. not able to make decisions. Right. And, you know, what, what I think the bigger issue really is about this movie is pulling back the veil that people have had in front of their eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if you don't have kids, you need to be prepared when you do that at an age where you are just like, how, what the fuck, 
when your six or seven-year-old is talking about things that you only do in the bedroom with mommy when you are 99% sure they are asleep and they're talking about it and you know they didn't get it from you, they didn't get it from mommy, they didn't even get it from TV because you watched and control that shit, they got it from somebody at daycare, some friend outside, some kid in the neighborhood they're playing with because the moment or the worst one of all, the moment you put a fucking device in their hands, mm -hmm. they're exposed to every bit of hypersexualization this society and the global society has to offer. Mm -hmm. That's what's doing it. You, you are fighting a losing battle to try and put this genie back in the bottle. The only thing you can do is hope that when you have kids, you make the right decisions and put the right controls and boundaries in place to keep these things from going on. Don't send your kid to a dance school that's doing this kind of dancing. Don't send mm -hmm. them to cheer class. Don't let them get involved in these things that are hypersexualizing kids out of the gate. We act like it's not, you know, we can't hide our head and act like it's not happening here. It is. It absolutely is. And we do it all under the guise of individuality and, and letting kids experiment and explore and find their dreams and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my kid wants to go be a dancer. Great. What are they doing in dance class? You know, you know how many parents have been shocked to go and see a recital by their kids and then see them come out on stage in some outfit and do some crazy dance where they're like, ooh, that's the kind of thing I might expect from an older girl, not my mm -hmm. little gal. It's it happens every fucking day. I guarantee you. Because people are not checked in. I think movies like this are good because it forces you to check in. It forces you to have a come to Jesus moment about where your child is at and what your present society is impacting your child with. Cuz you are no longer going to be the primary teacher in your child's life at some point you've got to decide when that's going to be when you put you know it's like ai right they're trying to develop ai and make the perfect ai and, yeah because that's what we fucking need right, right now but the experts have said the smartest people even stephen hawking has said you've got to do it in, in a closed environment a, a, a locked environment it cannot have access outside because anything that can think for itself, once it gets access to everything that the world has to offer, you're fucked. And that's the same thing with kids. There's nothing safe on TV for them to watch. Every kid's show is replacing words and curse words with other words and, you know, doing all of this bullshit. And it's also educating them from the brainwashing aspect, all those key little things about society. They're built in there, those moralistic values that your the state preaches, as it were. They're built into these shows. So, you know, check in with your fucking kids. And if you don't have them, be prepared for what's coming your way. This kind of movie, it's it's it I, I understand about having kid actors playing kids in this situation. Mm -hmm. But I can guarantee you that there are kids that are in that situation of their own accord 
every fucking day because they want to be they want to learn to dance or they want to be a cheerleader or they want to be a singer they want to be a star they want to be famous because youtube and every fucking thing that they look at tells them that they can be famous all they have to do is try and dare to dream and if it means twerking fuck you want to see kids twerking young no. kids twerking no. go go get on fucking tiktok people they're it's happening. We do every millions of kids all day long, all week long, are doing it on TikTok, twerking and dancing and having a good time, dancing around their fucking pajamas. Are we? Have we shut TikTok down? Have we shut Facebook down? Have we shut down Instagram? Have we shut down all these avenues that all these young kids, prepubescent, pubescent teens, the whole nine yards, have access to, and post out there every fucking day? This movie is not the problem. It's, you know, it's at best maybe a symptom. But it's a it's a reality check more than anything. No, Elder but, Man, I agree. It doesn't make it right. But it doesn't make it wrong to expose it. The manner in which it's done, yes, people are going to argue that. I get it. But the bottom line is, again, it's a reality. That's a reality. And movies that show reality, again, if it's for gratuitous, it's, 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 it's not about being there for gratuitous sake. If I'm not mistaken, you know, I mean, the things that they were talking about happening and I watched a little clip, this, that, and the other, it, it looks to me very gritty, real. It's not like they were gratuitous, gratuitously having these girls dance for, you know, a pedo, you know, uh, porn moment. I don't think that's, that didn't seem to be what it was about. It was more Have about. Have you seen some of the clips? It was, it was more about the journey that a girl goes through to get past that. You know, to come through on the other side. Mm -hmm. And having her own wake up moment that God wishes, you know, God willing parents would have in their child's life. I mean, in all honesty, and this goes back to the thing that I said before, I mean, if there had been a way for uh, Docure or however the hell you pronounce the name to have, I don't know, like, a, I guess in France, they take, they impart adulthood at like 16 or whatever, but to have like a 16 year old troop of people portraying the younger group or any, any other way that they could have done this. It is the age of the actresses that I think is rubbing a lot of people the wrong way on this. It really is. Yeah. And, and I understand. Um, but again, it's, uh, you know, you're talking about an, uh, a more open culture. You know, I, I, I would be, I would want to see, I would want to see the reaction from French culture. Right. I mean, I want to see the reactions to this movie from that perspective first, because if it's taken as a with a grain of salt, as being just an expose of you know, as it is almost documentary ish, mm -hmm. as opposed to appalled at the fact that there's kid these kids are doing this, well, that says a lot about the culture that this is they're open to discussing it, seeing it, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That it's not, I don't know, but if it goes against their moral grain, even then, okay, then we, we have to really talk about the questionable nature of it. We're holier than thou here in America. Just FYI, that's our problem is we're holier than thou. 
And we don't we don't want to look behind us at what's going on in our backyard. Cause we're doing we do it. We do all this same shit. We do all of it ourselves. So we've got we've got a bigger problem. If you have a problem with this this kind of thing, you need to you we we've got a big problem to address. A really big fucking problem. You know, um, because I I just I'm I'm shocked at the things that I see coming from our kids these days. That that just flies against every you know old school standard and value that I was taught was supposed to be the thing, right? Yeah, uh, and it's it is definitely some things to watch for too. I mean, I'm getting to that point in my life where I'm pretty positive it's going to happen within probably a few years. And I, I look, I've got a nephew that's seven, a niece that's four, that's going into pre-K for the first time because, by God, they got to start them that fucking early now. But I mean, I, well, I mean, you know, our society right now is I, I've been I'm tempted to say we're going through a very major sexual revolution right now, you know, because, Thanks. oh, yeah. And a lot of it is, you know, you know, this this uh, fight against body shame to where women are feeling more comfortable, especially younger generations, sex, you know, promiscuous sex is, is more commonplace now, less desire to get married. I mean, for God's sakes, we have a, we have a a reality show and the whole premise of the show is to fuck your way through the contestants until you find the one that you like to fuck the most and want to keep. That sounds like my twenties. You know, this is this is where we're at as a society. Um, but you know, uh, you know, Seawall says, uh, you know, like in the movie, there's several mi- minutes of these dances with cr- these dances with crotch shots. Yeah, totally okay. But just FYI, Seawall, as a parent, you can go and sit in on your child's dance class and see the same thing. You know, there you know classes that teach this kind of dancing and this, you know, this uh, you know modern dance and these modern dance styles. You know, I mean, fucking pole dancing that used to just be the domain of the stripper has become commonplace in places. Even kids are taking pole dancing classes. Well, think of the, for the body strength that you get. Sure, right? It's for the athletics of it, right? But I mean, you've got kids taking pole dancing classes. Is that right? Is that okay? And is it okay for parents to sit in there and watch them taking these classes? You know, I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's this weird, strange balance. It's, it's, it's what you're looking for in the movie Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that you're viewing, right? It's, you know, you're in how you're going to interpret that as right or wrong is totally it's totally unfortunately going to be subjective, um, you know, because it's, I don't know. I don't think it's the worst thing they could have shown, you know. I mean, I, I uh, you know, they had kids. There's a movie. What was it called? Um, they made us monster. What was it? Oh, God. And it was a movie set in Africa, and it was about kids that were being recruited. You know, they would come into villages, and they would capture the kids the boys and they would make them join the army and these they were using kid actors in these roles mm-hmm. putting guns in their hands having them kill their their on on screen parents and things like this they're depicting this but 
there there wasn't a whole lot of outcry about having kids in these roles doing this because it highlighted a very serious genocidal issue that was going on. But do we have the same uh, feeling of unrest about children being in those roles? Lost Boys, that's the movie. Thank you, Elephant Man. Um, do we have that problem? Or is it just the problem of if there's anything sexualized involved? Because guess what? Those boys, they didn't really go... I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, Elephant Man, they didn't go into it too deep, but there were things like that going on in with these boys as well. Were they oh, actually? Man, yes, I mean, I one of the main boys in it was was a gun put in his hand, and he had to he had to act out killing. Was it his mother or father, Elephant Man? Who did he? Or he had to kill one of his own family members. That was part of his role. Were they actually killing people? No, it wasn't a snuff film. If that's what you're asking. But yes, it, yeah, they were acting out having to kill people. These boys were being made a part of this army and expected to kill people. And they showed scenes where these boys were firing guns and killing people. So when do, when do we have outcry? When, it, you know, because both of these films are exposing a problem. I get it. Yeah, but I mean, the kids that were out there and Seawall pointed that out in the chat too, that were in the Lost Boys movie weren't out actually going and killing people, but the little girls in the Cuties movie are actually jumping down there and spreading their legs in front of people and humping the fucking ground. Sure, and that happens in gymnastics classes every fucking day. Yeah, and they're and going back to the poster thing to bring this up. I I hate to tell you this. There was an audience intended. For the Cuties movie. And it's not the same one. Netflix doesn't have the same audience in mind as the Sundance Film Festival did. Right. No, the way Netflix presented it, I -hmm. think, exacerbated a minor issue. If it hadn't been, if that had not been done, I don't think the issue would have been sparked even larger. Like that was throwing gas on a fire that would have probably burned itself out very quickly. But them doing that, that was fucked up. And then they then they make the issue worse. Because people could have accepted this for what it was if someone had not gone to the effort to make it look like what you first supposed it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a, it was a foolish move. And I think it's it's made the movie look worse than it is. Um, you know, I can go on, I can, I can watch America's Got Talent and watch a, a full team of kids ranging from three years old all the way up to their twenties in a dance troupe, all wearing the same one piece outfit, all the girls in the same one piece doing the same jumps and splits and squats from three years old all the way up. And it doesn't affect me. I'm not seeing that. But if you put it in a movie where you expose this dancing as opposed to doing it, you know, just documentary style in the studio where it might be happening down the street, it, you know, people read more into it than needs to be read into it, I think. Well, and I would argue that the the dance troops for girls under a certain age as well probably shouldn't be going along with that either. 
Right. I'm just, yeah, but who are, I mean, is that, is that where we are morally in this country uh, that we need to, you know, where do we draw the line where we start to police sexualization in our children? Because that's ultimately what you have to do. You have to start policing television and movies harder and making sure that it's no longer the parents' decision what goes in front of their children to watch. It becomes the decision of those who are preventing hypersexualization, the state. And then it also relies on, okay, we've got to control the social media, the access kids have to the world. Because if you don't factor that in, you're fucked. So that means kids now can no longer be connected mm-hmm. up to a certain age. These are the kind of things that you've got to implement. Now, are those rights that you're, you know, from a moral standpoint, are you willing to see your state, as far as the overarching state, come down on? Because that's how well, it's no, got to society, happen. Society does a good job of that, too. And I, I can bring up something recent. Now, of course, you keep in mind the fact that we weren't as plugged in at the time. I believe it was my junior year of high school. Uh, the planners in my high school, for whatever reason, decided that what little bit of a cheer squad that they had, because I went to school in a small town, very small town. They decided that they needed to have a dance team. And they... Uh, I mean, the girls that they picked, and I, it's the town where everybody knows everybody. So I know everybody who was on the dance team. I could probably name them still to this day. And that was 20 years ago. Um, you know, they were the ones that you would expect to have gone onto the dance team. And they had, they had two sets of choreographers for the dance team in the time that I was there. I'm sure they've shuffled them around a few times at this point. But the first choreographer group got one show with the dance team. Because in the middle of the pep rally, uh, about uh, 72 seconds into the first routine, every single girl in unison dropped to the knees, rolled over onto the back, spread legs wide in full bent knees, spread legs wide, at which point everybody in the stands for the pep rally cheered loudly. And then they got up back onto the feet and continued the dance routine. That was the last time we ever saw that first uh, set of instructors for the dance team. That was the last time anybody saw that first set of instructors for the dance team. Sure. Societally, we still police this kind of shit. Sure. And yes, of course, they were minors at the time too. But is it? I, I do find it interesting in how we police it, right? Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't. You know, at the same time, okay, great. You get rid of those those choreographers, but the next one comes out. And doesn't do anything yeah. too extreme, but you know, uh, you know, what about that point where all the cheerleaders turn around and they bend over and they're shaking their their pom poms, and on one side or the other of the auditorium, their asses are pointing to somebody, and they're in those little short shorts in that super mini skirt, right? Mm-hmm. We're not we're not changing all the other things that sexualize what cheerleaders are, right? We're not removing all of the angles. We're just, mm-hmm. we're just, we're just targeting the moments of shock value that might impact the, the, the community opinion because we're not, you know, we're not going down to the, you know, the dance studio again, the dance studio where kids are learning to dance like this. That's okay. That's just a dance studio, but we don't want anything that's going to expose 
you know, it to the larger public at large. Um, Seawall says, Rob, the problem is legally this movie can be considered child exploitation. Maybe it can. You're on here. the line of that. Maybe from here the, just it the can. I've seen. But does it qualify as child exploitation in France? And or if we take it before a world court, does it need to go before a world court and be determined if it's child exploitation? Because coming from us, the only the only option you have for that from our laws is, OK, whether or not it can be shown. But it's not like you can't get access to the movie if you want to see it anyway. Yeah, and I mean, you can't go back and unfilm the thing either. Right, you can't unring this bell that the movie is there. Mm-hmm. And and the only laws that you could worry about it breaking are ours, but guess what? It wasn't made here. So again, that does speak a little bit to our ego as to whether or not, you know, uh, our law, our precedents should uh, take heed over someone else's. Uh, Nephilim says, or a legitimate rating system. TV is different from movies, which is different from advertising. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, Elfman says, an empowering movie for girls should be showing how to land a millionaire. They, <laughs> we, they, they've got those out there too. They, you know, they've, they've got that. Uh, Nephilim says, at one point, I brought my son to a kids' movie in the advertising before it made him scream from a giant mosquito. <laughs> right. Uh, Seawall says, doesn't matter. Netflix is facing Texas Attorney General. Um, but you can arrest the parents and the filmmakers making examples of them. But, uh, you know, I mean, no, they're French. You know, Netflix can deal with whatever they need to here in America. But guess what? That movie filmed in France. It's a French movie. France gets to decide if that's what that is. We just get to decide if what we show it to our population or not, you know, or what a company does with it. I understand the way Netflix approached it. There's some wrong there, but the bottom line is we, we, we don't get to say shit about this movie being made because again, different standards, different culture, different mindset when it comes to these issues. I mean, there's, you know, and, and then again, I look at our past and I think, I don't know that we have a lot of room to talk about, you know, the appropriateness of things that we do. You know, versus, you know, because I'm just going to put this out there and I want you to, you know, this this goes hand in hand, in my opinion, with the replacement words for curse words that parents and people like to do, you know, Mm -hmm. teach kids. Just because you put a 21 year old girl who looks 14 in the role of a 14 year old and sexualize that role. You are opening the door to pedophilia or, well, it's not pedophilia at that age. It's the other, whatever it's called. You know, there's a different pederasty, pederasty, right? After puberty. But the bottom line is, is guess what? You're just replacing, you you know, till somebody Googles the age of the actress, they don't know that she's over 18. So the pedos, Mm -hmm. guess what they get to do? They get to sit around and they've got the perfect fantasy created for them because here's a 14 year old in this sexualized role. Guess what? They don't, they don't need, they don't need to go check on Google how old the actress is. Everything they need is right there in front of them. Mm -hmm. So you're not doing anything different. You're still exploiting children in a way just by saying someone is that age, even though they're not. 
Now I get the consent and the acting and you know what yeah. they consent to do. I understand that argument is a side argument, but you're not changing anything when you do it the other way. You're not you're not fixing anything. You're not stopping the uh, exposing children and people to this and opening the door to that. None of these movies have ever done that. Lolita, movies like that that have been around for years. It doesn't change the fact that it becomes jerk bait for those that want to keep in mind that that is a child they're watching. So, you know, that's, you know, this is something, this is something interesting from the aspect of porn sites. A lot of people have been doing 3D animated porn, but what many were attempting to do was get their pedophilia porn up on websites by doing 3D animation versus actual actors, right? But guess what? The porn sites are saying, no, you can't, you can't depict someone in that role. So when, you, when there's porn that talks about teens and stuff like that, porn makers are going to great lengths to make sure that in the dialogue now, that the actress is, you know, they're 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 making it clear that this role is an 18-year-old or above. They're oh, making yeah. that clear, and they're not oh, allowing yes. this pedophilia 3D animated porn on their sites. So the porn industry is staying on top of this. the the up the upfront porn industry. Let's 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 go with that, okay? Things like Pornhub, the big boys. They're doing their best to keep this kind of stuff off of their sites and to keep it as above board as possible. So even there's not even the fantasy being created that this is someone that's a minor. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's important to note, you know, that, you know, even the industry that this would be rooted in is actually taking steps to be preventative about this. Um, so, you know, this expose, expose of hypersexuality in young children, uh, I will tip my hat to anybody that says that they think it went too far in what it was showing, but I'll take it with a grain of salt as well, because I have to look at the logical realities of everything involved and understand that it's not my battle. It's not something that I have a position to take in it. And a lot of that, again, just goes to the fact that I had my wake-up call when my kids were young. It's fucking scary, dudes. <laughs> it's, this movie, this is not the scary part. That's not the scary part. It's mm-hmm. the real people they're dealing with that this, that's the scary part. They're going to yeah. learn so much more than they, you know, than you even imagine. And they're going to deal with so many fucking scary individuals that they, that are, they don't even realize are scary. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, so that's, I don't know. I don't know. I I just don't know what to do about, what do you do about Netflix? How do you deal with that? A lot of people are canceling it. I mean, is it, does that make it a Netflix? Oh, I don't know. Shit. You know, is that, is that a boycott Netflix thing? Yeah. 
using the pow uh, power of the dollar to try and uh, get them to go the way that they want them to do it. You know, now it's, it's, I'm going to put this out there as well. Netflix is the kind of organization that the top brass is not looking at the, the screen grabs for all the movies that are going on the website. Maybe they should have a hard time ignoring this one, right? There was a chain that that got passed through for that to occur. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I I'm willing to bet it didn't go all the way up to the top. Now that doesn't, I'm not, that doesn't excuse it. I'm just saying, you know, Netflix as a mother company, you know, the best I think that we can get from them is like a, a retraction, maybe a retraction of the movie on their site and them saying, we're so sorry this got by and was allowed to happen because these I mean, did we did we cancel Disney whenever the Little Mermaid had Penis Castle all over the front? No. They just redid the cover of the Little Mermaid and sent it back out. <laughs> you know, it didn't matter that an artist did penises all through the castles undersea there in Atlantis. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Um, you know, who made that decision? So that's who needs to be responsible is who made the decision to put that forward. Um, uh, Nephilim says, are we, uh, Seawall says, Rob, we are talking about spirit versus letter of the law. The letter is clear. And again, that's our laws that we're talking about. And if Netflix exploited children, then Netflix needs to suffer the consequences of that. If that's what it's deemed as, um, but the movie itself, we can't hold them responsible. Again, it's another country. It's a foreign film. It's under another umbrella than us, I think. Or is there a global court for that, Ed? Uh, Interpol would be the only thing that I would think of. Like a global court that that were that that looks at like child. Would that fall under child trafficking and exploitation? Mm -hmm. Would that be under the same umbrella? So yeah. is there a global? Is there any global court that makes decisions on this or passes judgment on this? Interpol. Uh, have you never heard of Interpol before? Well, I know that they're police, but I'm talking about courts. The you know, any police body isn't the one that's casting yeah, judgment I, I, I saying, okay, you've got to get rid you've got to take this film off the market. Because I would assume that there is a court attached with Interpol. I don't know enough about the inner workings of it. Right. Well, uh, Saddam Hussein faced a global court, didn't he? Or was supposed to? Did I believe so. So that would be the same court, I would assume. Alpha Man says, we are the global court. No, we are too big for our britches in most, in most senses of the word. Um, Nephilim says, penis castle gate was one individual. This is systematic. Well, I, I don't. I, this is systematic. This is systemic, not systematic. Or, uh, systemic, excuse me. I I get that you say it's systemic, but this is this is this is a beast in the industry that's gone on for a long time. I mean, the the slippery slope to the present day of you know media is was a long time ago. I mean, back in the 70s and 80s, when you started seeing changes in, you know, the the moral values of the common show, when the Leave it to Beavers were going the way of the wolf and the threes companies and the sexual revolution were taking hold and family values were changing when you watched Eight is Enough and you saw the differences in how generations were being dealt with and 
you know, things were going, I watched the death of the family values that were taught and the morals that were attempted to be taught on television. I mean, the, you know, when you watch police shows, the killing wasn't glorified. Now it's like, how cool can we make this next death? Right. Mm -hmm. So whether it's violence, whether it's corruption, whether it's sexuality, whether it's children, adults, teenagers, elderly. Again, the genie's out of the bottle. You can't backtrack enough. I mean, you talk about a rating system. Look at your ratings now. Look at what, oh my God, we've got everything now. If there's racism, that that's put up there as one of those warnings. Racism, fear, suicide, pill use, you know, every little thing that they do that might be socially un unconscious or, you know, they, they're listing it now. So, so what they list it. Yep. They put that up there for 2.1 seconds and that is supposed to be the deterrent for many parents to keep their kids from watching this shit. No, you act, you, you need to fucking go look at it yourself and turn the goddamn television off. Take the tablet away. Every medium that can deliver these kind of things to your kids is ongoing and completely out of your control. Unless it's specific to your own kids. Now, I am going to say that I believe <clears throat> that um, there is this, I don't know, this QAnon conspiracy theory that's been going on for quite some time now about this large cabal of pedophiles and sex traffickers in the upper echelons of a global society, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I have to I have to sit on the fence on this one and go, okay, is this the same? Is this the Illuminati still, or is this the new group? Is this what we're calling? Is this what we're referring to them as now? What is the, you know, what happened to the lizard people? Are those gone? Are we, we're not doing Illuminati and we're not doing lizard people and we're not doing big banks. Now it's, it's the global pedophiles that have control of the world. Um, I'm not buying into that, and especially the 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 noise that it's creating. Like now, everybody look at what happened with Wayfair. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, look at that shit and the 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 round pie restaurant and things. Sure, a lot of people are convinced this, that, and the other. I get, but you know what? I don't know. I can't buy into this global domination, this next global domination theory. Well, because the it's going to take your eye with, off the ball. With the with the pedophile rings, though, the thing you do have to keep in mind, though, is that they're actually getting arrests that go along with. I mean, they the news isn't covering it right now, but they've got operations going in Georgia and Ohio and Indiana where they're actually finding these missing and exploited children. Left and right. And the mainstream news won't fucking cover it. They won't say butt fuck anything about it. Well, you know, it, it, 
my thought is this: um, they've been catching child; tra- they've been dealing with child trafficking for like I don't know, like right about as long as there's been what children. Like this is not new. Pedophilia, it's not new. But it is becoming a larger discussion, and I understand. Don't I'm not defending pedophiles. I'm not defending any laws or groups that support the pedophile movement or any of that. I am in no way in support of that. But what I am saying is, this has been around for a long time. And if you mm-hmm. think that is the that is like the 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 mindset of the global elite that it's all about child trafficking and child pornography, because, you know, for some reason, the wealthy elite, the, the only, the, you know, they're all, they must all be satanic and their big thing is child sacrifice and, and diddling children. Like that's what they, they choose to do with their time. That's the big thing, right? Now, you know, I, I can't buy into that. You might as well tell me that the United States fought the revolutionary war to, protect slavery like they want to teach in california so it's not just california huh well it's not just california but that's the they're the ones that got called out by the president and said we're not going to fund you if you we're not going to fund your education if you're going to teach this shit we'll take your funding away unless you teach that america is the greatest country the best country i have the best country i love my country i don't have a problem with with them teaching the truth about America, but what I do have a problem is trying to rewrite history so that you change present perspective of what America is. Fuck you on that. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know. It's you know that this whole this whole child pornography thing is you know um, you've got to expect that you're going to see a lot more of this because of a broader reach of the internet and finding people and NSA tracking and this and that and the other. I mean, it's just inevitable that, you know, you're going to find a lot of it because now you actively have ways to really track it down and find it. But do I believe it's some global cabal? Yeah. Any more than I believe that there's a, you know, a global cabal controlling all the drug traffic in the world. See, see your problem right now, is that there's a reason that you don't believe that's a global cabal. See, what you need to do is go find a cheap red vented ball cap with white lettering on it and put it on. And then you will believe everything that QAnon tells you. Make sure the white lettering says, make America great again. Then you'll believe everything. Seawall says the diddling kids is not because they are all pedos. It is more that they want blackmail material on each other mm-hmm. to make the club as exclusive as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they okay. Well, you're a fool to think that they that they have to target kids for that because I can promise you, there's a there's a hundred other ways that they can get blackmail material on somebody. I mean, there really are. There's lots of ways you can do it. I mean, one roofie. Yeah, I mean, I'm, one roofie. My YouTube channel one roofie and you've got four hours to really fuck somebody up and you don't have to get a kid involved at all. How the you fuck can do you know that what, what roofie does the exact time frame? because I can read. Um, 
but yeah, you can you can think of all sorts of scenarios that don't involve kids where you that you can stage with somebody that just roofie them and just set them up in like get a fucking donkey. I, that says a lot more than a kid. I'm just saying. You know, what a, you know they make some amazing. You I don't know. You you can do all sorts of stuff. So, you know, blackmail. I mean, you don't even have to have kids involved. Photoshop is so good now. You don't even have to get kids involved. You just fucking, you know, take pictures off the internet and create scenes and blackmail somebody. You know, this idea that that's, you know, I don't know. It's just, it it, it starts to lean into too much conspiracy for me um, to where people do these things like the Wayfair hoax and all of this shit that was, you know, these different things that go on. It's, it's, it's and people. all of that to remind the audience that 9-11 was an inside job. And what is, you know, I, I would be, I, I would honestly have to ask how many of these people that are, are, you know, like touting these conspiracy theories about the pedo rings and the, you know, the, the whole thing, this global cabal actually have kids and they're worried about it for the safety of their kids, <laughs> you know, like. This is not a fear I have. I have more of a fear from the individual pervert than I do someone coming and grabbing my kid to take them off and sell them across the world. I can promise you that. That's the the people that are closest to them. Those are the ones you have to worry about. I don't care what anybody says. Because I can stand in a group of 10 people Seven out of those ten people are freaks in some way, shape, or form or other. Probably borderline perverts. Are you a pervert yourself? That's what you have to ask yourself, you know. You don't have to be a pedophile, I'm just saying. Doesn't mean you're a pedophile. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. People are going to make what they want out of everything. Now I can't go... Now now it's just going to fuck with things that I watch now. Now I'm just going to (laughs) be... Like, oh, goddamn, you know. Now I can't you watch You know what the best part about this whole thing is? You said you didn't think we were going to make the full two hours. Well, we did. So we're going to get the <laughs> hell out of here. Fine, Ed. We're going to get out of here before it runs too much long. But we started a couple of minutes, so, so fuck it. Deal with it, Ed. Hush. You were you talked. I told you. You talked too much about it. I told things. you that we were going to. I have okay, over mom. three at this point. Okay, mom. God. Hey, uh, guys, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We're going to get the hell out of here. Uh, if you look down there in the description, you'll see stuff like uh, us at the Gen Gap P on Twitter where you can reach out to us. Um, you can also find us on Discord. Our Discord server is a great place to have conversations. Um, you'll see some of these crazy uh, people that we have in our chat spewing their craziness in the Discord server as well. Um, there you will also see people like Jay Egger occasionally roaming around. Um, then you've also got us uh, Freedom Scoop. Uh, there's a link down there to Freedom Scoop. Check us out on Freedom Scoop. You'll also see people like Jay Edgar, Wyatt from Roundtable Decision. We've also got, what, Freckles and Brit, the R-rated conservative. We've got Stephen Ignoramus. Um, did I miss anybody? No, that's it. Okay, good. Uh, but yeah, check out freedomscoop.com. Don't forget, there's merch on there. We've got merch on there. We've got a T-shirt. We've got a cuff. Excuse me, coffee mug. 
Um, and if you put the Gin Gap in uh, as a promo code, you can get 15% off your T-shirt purchase. I believe, Ed, you've got a T-shirt out there somewhere on Freedom Scoop too, don't you? Or do I actually you, don't. you got to fix that, bro. Um, you know, see your little blue logo out there running around in the world would be nice. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we are going to get out of here. We appreciate you listening to us ramble on um, about, well, I mean, things that are important. Um, but just, just, you know, I, I think we've got, I think we as a society got to start taking a few more things with a grain of salt. Um, I hate to speak to the inevitability of where we are with things, but, you know, there's bigger problems than, you know, trying to figure out, you know, did the, did, did we cast the wrong kids? Should we have casted kids in this movie versus, you know, um, our, our, people on the far left and the far right going to blow up our country. <laughs> you know, that one's more concerning to me. I'm just saying this is me. Uh, Ed, do you have things going on? You got, anything? I do. I've got a couple things coming up here in the near future for myself. You guys tune into my channel tomorrow at five 30 central time. I will be hosting Stephen Ignoramus and I am searching for a third chair for the discussion. We are going to call, uh, talk about uh, California's, Senate Bill 145 and what it actually means versus what it is perceived to be mean or meaning in a very special ed talk. And then we will also take listener questions. I will be on Call Me Ignorant on Monday to talk about the aftermath of the Kenosha riots uh, a couple of weeks later now after all the riots are done and what the city is doing to rebuild. So go over there to Stephen Ignoramus' channel and check me out over there. Otherwise, you can find me weekday morning 7 30 for contemporary or monday afternoon at 5 30 central for the red net show with my wonderful co-host elaine you can find all of that over on freedomscoop.com or over my channel which should have been linked in the description below but i guess uh we, we kind of did it. this at the last minute so right i may not have i guess i didn't reach out and ask you for those i usually have you send those over to me uh but if you'll kick them to me i'll make sure they go back in if they go in the description for the after watchers um so uh, we are, I don't know, uh, it's kind of up in the air, but uh, the expectation is we'll be back again on Wednesday at 9.30 for our uh, regular episode of Shooting the Shit. Uh, and then, of course, again, Friday at 8.30, just like tonight, for our regular broadcast. Hopefully we will have John back for those. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know where we stand with that. So you may see Ed here again on Wednesday, or it may just be me, or there may not be a show. I don't know. I don't know. There's no telling. It's all up in the air. I'm a little confused and I maybe a touch scared. Just, we'll make sure you're taken care of. Don't worry. Uh, That's the freedom scoop pledge. We'll make sure you're taken care of. But uh, those uh, eight, those times will be in the Eastern time zone, the one and only true time zone for those of you who are ever unsure. Um, other than that, uh, Ed, do you have any final takes on the conversation or the night? No, I was uh, actually glad to be here. Uh, glad to get some of this discussion out here. I'm glad I actually got some more perspective from this uh, this movie because all I heard was the right wing response to it. And, you know, there is there's a lot of things that go along with this. I was glad I was able to add to the conversation. Glad we could talk about what's going on in the country. It's nice to have some other voices every once in a while, but I'm going to stick with my co-host for now or my permanent side voice. 
Well, we appreciate you coming on and filling in for John, Ed. As always, you are a rock star helper and addition to the show. So much love and much appreciation. Much love out there to the chat that was with us this evening. So we're going to get the hell out of here. And as usual, Ed, when you're here on the show, I uh, I will always defer to your amazingly awesome uh, sign out. And uh, I'll give that to you. Have a good night, folks. Never take the words of bloggers, podcasters, or journalists as gospel. Find all the facts and draw your own conclusions. Take care. Peace. The war will begin.